Hey everyone, it's Mike from Air Raid Attack Podcast. Let me talk to you for just one minute. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain to you in five simple steps. Number one, it's free. Number two, there is creation tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Number three, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Number four, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Number five, it's everything you need to make a podcast in in one place. So, how do you sign up? It's simple. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Michael here with another episode of the Air Raid Attack podcast. As always, follow the show on Twitter, Air Raid underscore podcast. Follow me on my personal Twitter, on air with Mike, M-I-K-E. And, of course, download and subscribe on iTunes and Google Podcasts and wherever else you can listen to podcasts, whether it's iHeartRadio, Spotify, the list goes on and on. And we'll get to those more towards the end of the show. we got a little few more updates on those in regards to how you can listen to the show. And uh, a lot of behind the scenes in regards to the show, the month of June it's starting to be uh, starting to pick up in regards to special guests. We'll get that more out there to you later on in the show. <clears throat> and of course, uh, a little special announcement that we'll be announcing later on as well. But of course, to it, um, first and foremost, what matters the most is the m- current and past um, military. If you served uh, in the military, whether it's current or past, thank you for your services and thank you for your sacrifice so that we may live in freedom in this great country. And uh, I know with my military background, in my, with my family, I should say, uh, it's most grateful and an honor to, to be a part of that. So, again, thank you for your services and your sacrifices that we may live in the best country in the world with the best freedom um, that's out there. So thank you. Um, with that being said, we got quite a bit to talk about. We got, of course, passing of two legends, um, both in coaching in regards to basketball. Uh, we got Sky Pippen, of course, uh, just a week, almost a week after the last dance aired its final episode. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the NHL, the proposal for a 2014 playoff system. We'll also talk about the Capital One, um, the match, uh, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, and uh, Peyton Manning today. Of course, Seahawks, Russell Wilson, trying to, uh, in the process of recruiting Antonio Brown to Seattle. And, of course, a little college football. Yes, indeed, we got some a little college football to announce. But first and foremost, let's get to it. On Friday, uh, we did indeed lose a legend. Uh, former Jazz head coach Jerry Sloan passed away on Friday due to complications from uh, Parkinson's, Parkinson's disease as well as uh, dementia. He was uh, 78. A little history about Jerry Sloan. Jerry Sloan played 11 NBA seasons, uh, 10 with the Bulls uh, from 65 to 76. 
before being named um, Chicago's head coach in the 1979-1980 season. Sloan then spent three seasons with the Bulls, and then in 88-89 season, he kicked off, of course, what we all remember just a week ago, the legendary run with the Jazz that we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, Utah reached the playoffs 19 times in 23 seasons as Jerry Sloan's head coach, including a streak of 15 straight postseason appearances from 1988 to 2003. Sloan and the Jazz reached the finals in both 97 and 98. Of course, both series ended up um, losing to the Chicago Bulls and to Michael Jordan. Um, wanted to read a quote um, that the Utah Jazz issued out um, Quote, Jerry Sloan always would be um, synonymous with the Utah Jazz. He will forever be a part of the Utah Jazz's organization, and we will join his family, friends, and family in the morning of his loss. End quote. He later, the statement later on goes on to say, we are so thankful for what he accomplished here in Utah and the decades of dedication, loyalty, and tendency he brought to our franchise. End quote. Sloan drawn with the with the Jazz in the 90s and among the greatest decades from any coach in NBA history. During that time, the Jazz won 50 games, 50 plus games, seven times in the 90s. They won 60 plus games three times in the 90s. Um, Malone won the MVP under Sloan in 97 and 99, while John Stockton earned 10 NBA um, All NBA selections. Um, Sloan ha- was also the fourth most wins of any coach in NBA uh, history. He has the sixth best winning percentage of any coach with at least 500 wins. His career playoff victories at 98 is the sixth most, most of any coach in NBA history. Again, legendary Utah Jazz coach Jerry Sloan passes away at the age of 78. From the Aaron Attack podcast to the organization of the Utah Jazz to his friends, his family, and loved ones, uh, our prayers goes out to them and uh, rest easy, Coach. Also, uh, we losing another legendary coach. This one a little bit, <clears throat> it's a little bit harder, especially living in, in uh, Oklahoma. Um, that is Eddie Sutton, the. Legendary college basketball coach passing away last night. Uh, he was 84. Uh, Eddie Sutton, the first college basketball coach to lead four different teams, uh, universities to the NCAA tournament, passed away late Saturday night. Uh, he passed away in Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, due to natural causes. Um, Sutton, of course, a four-time four-time national coach of the year, one of was one of nine honorees to be elected to the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame in April. He will be inducted uh, alongside legend uh, Kobe Bryant on August 29th. Head coach um, Eddie Sutton felt that it was an honor and a tribute to the great players he coached and outstanding assistant coaches that worked with him. Um... Inducted into the College Basketball Hall of Fame in 2011, Sutton guided his teams to a combined 26 NCAA tournaments, 
appearances in 37 seasons as head coach, Sutton won 806 games and appeared in three Final Fours. Sutton also won 17 conference regular championships and tournament championships um, and only had one losing season during the time span. Over the years, he coached at several different schools, including 11 years at the University of Arkansas and then 16 years at his alma mater, Oklahoma State, where he led the school to two Final Four appearances in 1995 and 2004. In 2005, Oklahoma State made its eighth straight NCAA tournament appearance, the longest in school history. The Oklahoma State University uh, issued out a statement. It is deeply saddened by the passing of Coach Eddie Sutton. A Hall of Fame coach with more than 800 wins, he revived our historic basketball program and will always be revered and loved by the Cowboy family, end quote, by the Oklahoma State President um, Burns Hargis. Again, uh, legendary head coach Eddie Sutton passes away at the age of 84. Our, again, our prayers goes out to his family, the University of Oklahoma State, and the entire college basketball world. Rest in peace, Coach Sutton. From switching to that to little college football, um, SEC Big 12 is allowed now officially to allow football workouts on campus starting June 1. Uh, the Southeastern Conference schools will be able to bring athletes into uh, into campus in all sports back um, starting June 1, um, starting June 8th for the SEC, and the Big 12 plans to welcome football players back a week later. Um, Friday's announcements are, of course, the li- latest signs that college football will be launched, of course, sometime this fall uh, in some form and fashion. Of course, the conversation still continues. Will Will we see college football? And I think indeed we will. The question is really remotely, will we see um, will we see fans to full, full capacity? Will we see no fans or will we see limited fans like the Miami Dolphins brought to the table to the NFL a month or two ago when they issued out their uh, plan of action in regards to the COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, we'll see. Uh, other conferences are expe- are expected, from what I'm hearing, uh, to follow through decisions that could be left to individual schools. Um, the move comes two days after the NCAA Division One Council, of course, um, voted to lift a um, moratorium on voluntary workouts on campus by uh, football players, basketball players, uh, effective June one. Um, so we'll see in regards to what that transpires in regards to that's the beginning step of where we see football. Um, and I think indeed we will. The question is, like I mentioned a few few moments ago, the question is, will we see it, um, uh, in front of fans, whether it's full capacity, limited capacity, half capacity, we don't really know. Um, no fans, you know, it's still, still under, um, under, I guess, plan. I guess they're still trying to plan things out. So we'll see. Uh, Ohio State football stadium could um, house up to 50,000 if the guidelines indeed are relaxed and by the fall. Um, 
So again, that's I don't know what Ohio State's full capacity is. But fifty thousand still <clears throat> excuse me, fifty thousand still quite a bit. Um, so we'll see. Side note, of course, defending national champion LSU uh, will resume voluntary workouts for players on June 8th in accordance with the SEC decision. Um, course recommendations included testing of team members, which included coaches, staffers, uh, of course, athletes, as well as screening um, athletes before they arrive on campus within 72 hours of entering <clears throat> the athletic facilities on a daily basis once they resume athletic uh, activities. I also read that other recommendations are, of course, immediate isolation of team members who are diagnosed with COVID-19 or under investigation, followed um, by contact tracing under centers for uh, from the CDC and local public health guidelines. Um, but again, we'll see. It's just a beginning step of where we want to go. And I still think um, I still think we'll see fans in the stands and. Um, to a degree that could be completely, completely full capacity. We'll see. Like I said, um, of course, we're, what, two months out, almost two months out from the kickoff to the 2020 college football season. So tickets are still selling. So they're going to have to make up their mind one way or another here soon. Of course, sports, uh, in, <clears throat> in regards to the COVID-19, the NHL, um, and is tr- still trying to resume their season, trying to figure out how to. Uh, we're in that time frame that they would closely, if not already, have had to start the Stanley Cup Finals. Um, and I don't remember how long left of the season we had before the suspension uh, due to the uh, COVID-19 outbreak uh, pandemic. Um the NHL and the NHL Players Association Executive Committee um, approved and authorized moving forward uh, talks with the league in regards to returning play, first of all. Second of all, approving a 2014 playoff uh, system uh, just for, of course, this year only, I believe. Um, the Players Association did not provide a breakdown of the vote of its 31 um, player representatives. In making the announcement Friday night, which was, I believe, a day after the proposal was presented to the union's executive board. Um, of course, given the format, the green light, the Players Association stressed several details still needed to be negotiated before games are p- played. Um, of course, the proposal now, the next step in regards to getting close um, to seeing the resuming play of of the NHL that the proposal now will go to the NHL board of governors, which is expected to approve the plan in the next few days. Once it's approved, the proposal effectively ends the season of the bottom league of the league's bottom seven teams. Um, I know my New Jersey devils will be in the mix. Uh, I can't from the top of my head, you would see the other seven teams, um, but that would be the ending of their, um, of their 20, what, 2019, 2020 season officially, um, so to speak, even though um, they may be uh, official as it is. So we'll see. 
um, as I look at the seven teams, you got Detroit, Ottawa, San Jose, uh, Los Angeles, Anaheim, and New Jersey, and Buffalo is your is your bottom seven. Um, their season will be ending here, officially ending here soon. Um, the top four teams, how it's broken down is the top four teams in each conference will play each other in a mini-tournament for seeding, while the remaining 16 teams face off in a best-of-five series play in rounds, play in round to set the final 16 to compete for the Stanley Cup. Though the approval is considered significant, the task of establishing a path to getting players back on the ice remains challenging. The next step, of course, would have to be the return to play committee sort out a host of other issues ranging from health and safety protocols to determining where and games will be played. The league is preparing to group the teams in a select number of hub cities. Uh, Las Vegas has become the city's most mentioned as a potential site, particularly based on its large concentration of hotels that could house uh, numerous teams. Uh, other cities mentioned has been Columbus, Ohio, Raleigh, North Carolina, Edmonton, Alberta, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, St. Paul, Minnesota. Questions still remain unanswered. When can the players return to the respective teams? What non-playoff teams will be allowed to do during the could potentially do during what could potentially become a ten-month break between games, um, so on and so forth. So again, um, no ideal, no official um, plan or motion in regards to when will the um, when will the NHL resume. Uh, the NHL is open to having it play playoffs extend into September, pushing the start of the 2020-2021 season as late as January or when fans can begin attending games in some capacity. So again, um, been sentenced yet as of the NHL, uh, 2014 playoff is what they're aiming for. We'll see. Uh, I know a lot of people uh, I know that have talked about it aren't really for it. So we'll see in regard in regards to that, um, how that all plays out to uh, to that. Uh, side note, uh, switching from NHL to the NFL, um, virtual camps have started in some somewhat form or fashion. Seahawks' Russell Wilson came out uh, a day or two ago. I believe on Friday, <clears throat> saying that he would love to have Antonio Brown. Um, the Seahawks could be looking to add Brown, of course, um, before to the offense before the season begins in September, in which it could be Wilson who's pushing the team in that direction. Um, obviously, Mark Clayton, uh, John Clayton, I'm sorry, uh, was on Thursday on ESPN 710 in Seattle. He made a statement saying, it's, quote, it's pretty clear that the Seahawks want to run the ball even more this year. They have loaded up at tight end and tried to stay big along the offensive line. But it's not out of the question for the Seahawks to add another wide receiver to their rotation, end of quote. Um, Brown is a close friend with Geno Smith, who's easy backup quarterback for the Seahawks. 
whose uh, one-year contract was finalized on Wednesday. Um, again, Antonio Brown, great talent. However, uh, we all know from his past recent history of off-the-field issues um, with the Patriots, with the Steelers, with the Raiders, um, will, the, will the Seahawks uh, give Brown a chance? And if so, um, to what degree are they willing to give him a chance at? Um, willing to give him a chance to redeem himself, so to speak. Uh, again, Antonio Brown is a great talent, and I think he'll be a great weapon, especially for with uh, DK Metcalf and, and company. Um, so we'll see. We'll see exactly um, what indeed happens um, with Antonio Brown. Um, again, uh, the league would I would I would be in the assumption that the league would have to get involved to um, one way or another would have to get involved uh, just for a simple fact of what's of what's been going on, um, frankly, and. Um, and on top of that, you know, can Brown keep it? Can Antonio Brown keep his keep his mouth shut and play football? And that's um, and that is exactly what we're trying to to see. So, something to keep an eye out um, in the in the world of the of football in the NFL, of course. Switching to gears real quick, uh, Capital One, the match. Um, champions, is, it's a match. It's Champions for Charity. It's a PGA-sanctioned uh, event set to take place today. Uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning against Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Um, the golfers are going to participate in the event. will make a $10 million donation to the coronavirus relief uh, Michelob Ultra also announced they would buy a six-pack of beer for everyone over 21 years of age if anyone hits a holy one during the match. Um, so here's a little here's a little fun facts about the match. Of course, the match takes place today, May 24th. It starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson are participating in a rematch of the 2018 Thanksgiving event which was on pay-per-view, but later streamed for free and took place in Las Vegas. Mickelson won the event after 18 holes and then an additional four playoff hole. Uh, Woods will be paired with Peyton Manning, the former quarterback of the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts. Phil Mickelson is teamed up and paired with uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback Tom Brady. Uh, the match will be a pro-am four-ball format taking place at Medalist Golf Course golf club in Hobie Sound, Florida. How can you watch it? Well, fans can watch. Um, the fans can watch it. You can watch it. I can watch it. We all can watch it on TNT, TBS, True TV, and Headline News. Charles Barkley, Brian Anderson, Amanda Balonis, and Justin Thomas, and Trevor England are going to be broadcasting odds-on favorite are going to Woods and Manning, minus 200, over Mickelson and Brady, plus 175. Uh, Manning is favored over Brady to score the most birdies, while Woods is favored over Mickelson in the same category. Now, 
Last but not least, before we get on. <clears throat> the Last Dance, probably one of the best um, documentaries in quite some time. Uh, I still anticipate a potential, you know, you might see a, maybe if they want to continue this type of a deal, you could see the Las, Ve uh, Las Vegas, the Los Angeles Lakers from the mid um Early 2000s to what, mid-2000s, I believe, with Kobe and Shaq. Uh, I'll be up for one just for Kobe Bryant him by himself, personally. I still anticipate years to come where you're going to see a potential 30 for 30 about the Oklahoma City Thunder when Jason Harden, or James Harden, um, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, um, was a part of what could have been a special, special run. Um, but let's go back to The Last Dance. Scottie Pippen's portrayal in The Last Dance, an issue with some of the Bulls players. Several players I've read from the Chicago Bulls believe that Scottie Pippen got the short end of the straw. During what we all watched, the Last Dance documentary, and felt he should have been portrayed better. Craig Hodges, Bill Carwright, and Horace Grant discussed Pippen's portrayal in a what I read a discussion on Bet Online. All three former players felt that Pippen should have been treated uh, more fairly. He wasn't the guy that, that they made him out to be. Um, that Chicago may not have had some of the greatest success without Pippen. And let's remind you, um, without Pippen, I'm not for sure. If, I don't know. You know, what could have, should have, whatever, you never know. But without Pippen, you may not have had the great success. Especially, with, you know, and again, I, I, I see, I see uh, Dennis Rodman. He wasn't much of a scoring threat, but defensive rebounding, especially on the boards, he was one of the best. Um, the players mentioned that Pippen elected not to rehab until the start of 97-98 and how Pippen sat out for the final seconds of a 94 game uh, playoff game against the Knicks, which the documentary reveal was addressed in the locker room after the game. Horace Grant came out, practically, I read his statement, that it was pretty much straight-up bull. It was straight-up bull, how they portrayed Scotty. First off, being the number two on that team and how he came in terms of against, against Utah, could barely walk, setting his screens, getting locked on the floor the whole nine yards. And for them, that, that documentary to call him, well, MJ called him selfish, that's some BS. That's some straight up BS, end quote. Now, my personal opinion um, my personal opinion is this about the last dance. I thought it was well put together. Um, again, do I think. Do I think that it was all made up what it was made up to be? I don't think so. I think a lot of stuff was, in, uh, was missed out. 
I think a lot of crap was misinterpreted, let alone I think a lot of things were not in place. Um, it was, to my personal opinion, it was all about MJ, and granted we all understand MJ was the face of the franchise of the Bulls in the 90s. I get that. But again, um, if it wasn't for Pippen, would the Bulls have won any of the six championships? Because let you know, let remind you, MJ couldn't win until Pippen, and until Dennis arrived on the scene. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think MJ was in foul trouble against the Lakers and Pippen uh, came to the rescue when they won the first championship. And so we'll see. Yeah, don't forget the series against the Knicks in seven. Do I think the Bulls? I think the Bulls will all during the nineties will be the best team probably in is definitely by far the all decade team. Um, could they have beaten? I still think they would have beaten the Warrior Golden State Warriors. Um, I still think the Spurs when they went on a little run. But uh, let's just remind you, I think, uh, and hopefully, which we'll get to that here in a second, we'll talk more Last Dance here probably uh, sometime in the upcoming week or two, uh, if everything goes right. Um, but we'll see. Now, according to David Kaplan, Kaplan of ESPN 1000 in Chicago, Pippen, who won 16 Bay championships with Jordan and the Bulls during the 90s, is so, quote-unquote, angry and, quote-unquote, beyond livid at his teammates for how he came across the documentary. Pippen's uh, unhappiness uh, derives from Jordan calling him selfish and that he didn't realize what he was getting himself into. Pippen felt like up until the last few minutes of Game 6 against the Jazz in the 98 NBA Finals, he was just bashgotty, 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 Kaplan said on Wednesday. Again, without Dennis Rodman, without, and Dennis Rodman had some issues off the court. You know, he, he, he was one that, of course, um, from according to the documentary, he did not uh, tell the organization, coaching staff, players, or anything that he was going to go in, into WCW Nitro and and uh, form formerly, um, the end, you know, help. Uh, he joined the NWO with, with Hulk Hogan and and so on and so forth. You know, Dennis went missing. Then you allegedly had the, what, you know, the documentary says it was the pizza delivery guy with five other people and, 
potential food poisoning there. Some reports came out and said that it's flu-like symptoms. We probably won't ever know exactly um, what, in fact, he had. I would imagine food poisoning, but again, uh, you don't know. But we'll be talking more last uh, last dance, um, hopefully soon, um, within the, whether it's next week or the week after, as we hit the first week of June. I am hoping that indeed we um, talk more and more in depth. Um, which leads up to this exciting news for the podcast. Um, you know, uh, we got a lot, a lot going on. Um, we're going to be having some special, so the month of June, uh, we will be having special guests as we end May. May will be just pretty much a podcast or a broadcast on Periscope. I'm going to try out this Twitter here, here in a bit and just see what that's about. If it's different from from um, Periscope, so on and so forth. But um, in the month of June, unless we can get him on sooner um, due to scheduling conflict, we don't really know, but I will send him out a message here shortly. Um, we'll be joining by, we'll be joining with David Shepard. Uh, he's a CBS Sports Radio writer, a Sirius XM NBA producer, a former ESPN researcher, uh, David Shepard uh, will be joining us on the Air Raid Attack podcast. We will be definitely be talking to Last Dance, um, probably more NBA just in general, and the idea of what the NBA has in regards to the potential, how they want to see the potential season end, which is the finishing out the season in Disney uh, down in Florida. But they're trying to figure out how to house them what to do with the bottom burial of the teams, team that's still in the playoff race, the playoffs, so on and so forth. Will we even see an NBA season at this point? I don't even know. Uh, but excited to be having David Shepard again. He's a CBS Sports Radio writer, uh, Sirius XM NBA producer, uh, former ESPN researcher, joining us on, uh, whether it's this week or the up or the week after. Looking forward, um, looking forward to having him on board. Um, joining us as a special special guest as well, and then also joining us um, here within the next week or two, Mark Wright Jr., the wide receivers coach for Mid America Nazarene University, will be joining us. We'll be talking football, uh, college football, you know, some NAIA football, <clears throat> and uh, just talking in general. Um, so we're excited to to have him on. And a lot of other people we're excited to have on. Hopefully, in the month of June, um, we'll be getting some uh, some more on. I'm still in works of getting some politicians on here, and then some uh, high school coaches, coaching staff, just in general across the board. Um, looking, hoping to get uh, Brad from um, Pint Glass Football Podcast on again. See if we can't do a recap of the. Uh, NFL draft that took place a little over a month ago and see what the NFL has to offer and maybe who knows maybe we can somehow sneak 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 um, uh, Steven Jackson uh, if you don't know Steven Jackson look him up um, 
we'll see. Uh, we can get, um, and maybe, just maybe, we can try. Try, 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 try. Can't promise nothing, but Woody Page. Uh, on, but we'll see. Again, a lot of, uh, lot of behind-the-scenes stuff going on. Um, again, download us on uh, iTunes, Google Podcast. Um, we got, we're everywhere at this point. Our goal is to be over 50 platforms. We're getting close. Um, listen to us on anchor.fm. Download and subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Uh, iHeartRadio. You can um, watch the broadcast when we stream on Periscope. We're getting close to being on a few other ones. Um, we are also uh, in the work with Bigsby Developers. You can also listen to us on the Listen app to all podcasts. Um, is on there. Also listen to us on Listen Notes, Bullhorn, Acast, Deezer, and Pod Chaser is our latest ones that you can listen to us on as well. Um, actually, in the works of getting this new desktop double monitor to to get them uploaded. So once it's, it's finally uploaded. Uh, we'll be able to stream a lot more, a lot more. And then also, last but not least, I will be starting school in the week, either June 1st or June 8th, somewhere or between June 1st and June 15th, uh, somewhere in that ballpark uh, with full sale uh, university, uh, bachelor's in sports casting, media, journalism, that kind of um, ballpark frame. And then, of course, going after another one in sports, uh, marketing, and so on and so forth. So a lot of behind the scenes. Um, hopefully sometime this week, whether it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I will be, or maybe the Monday. Maybe we'll do a Memorial Day special where we're going to lay everything out. You guys can know what to expect, where to expect it at in the near future. But in the time, in the meantime, you can always catch me on occasion on the uh, Time to BS podcast with some good friends of mine. I call them more like brothers than anything else. Uh, Dan and, and Kyle and sometimes Dave and Will as well. And uh, just talking nonsense, talking sports. You can catch me on there as well. Of course, as always, catch me on the Area Attack podcast. And uh, if I'm not on tomorrow, you guys have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend here in the great states of the United States. And... Um, Enjoy it with your friends and family and loved ones, and um, we're, we're getting close to we're getting close to sports. Um, nothing in regards to baseball at the moment. Uh, they're still trying to work those all out, so we're getting close to sports. Just bear. That's all. Just be patient. But in the meantime, uh, you guys take care. Wash your hands. Follow the CDC guidelines, um, and uh, and go from there. So. You guys just uh, bucker down, and we'll uh, we'll make this through together. You guys take care, and uh, I will definitely see you guys on the other side. Have a wonderful rest of your Sunday.